beaming stimulating electrons directly to your cerebral cortex. There could be some side effects. This is TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves. Thanks for being with us tonight. We also had an interesting conversation with uh, an astrologer. She's really good, isn't she? Very talented. My goodness. We're going to have her back on the show. She was talking about some of what's going on in our current heated political arena, and she had some very interesting comments. But the one comment I wanted to make about what she said about the Mayan calendar, you know, she's a she's a 35, 38-year veteran astrologer, and she's very, very sharp. She's a very intelligent lady. Very intuitive, so you're not only getting a a uh, sort of a whip mind, you know, like you're she's just sharp, sharp as a whip. You also get intuitive uh, inner knowings that like spirit prompts her in certain directions to give you an exact read of what is intended for your highest clarity. And you know, we noticed several spots where she was saying stuff that she didn't even really know what she was saying. And yet it was right on, and that was spirit coming through, talking right. to her. Right. So the only thing I really wanted to make a comment about what she said was she talked about the Mayan calendar. And, you know, a number of years ago when I was around um, Commander Eshtar, who was channeling through another person, and I kept hounding him about the calendar 2012, the Mayan calendar, and how it says that, you know, uh, we're going to have all kinds of um, the apocalypse in 2012. And he kept saying, you know, later is better. We're not, you know, we don't care about the Mayan calendar. We care about that the more people that become enlightened, the better off it is before, you know, the big uglies. You know, we're already building up to the big uglies, but... The more time we have, the better, because more people have a chance to wake up, and the more people that are uh, woken up, the more light that's anchored on the planet, and the less harsh it will have to be. Well, Diane Eichenbaum had also said she'd been looking through the charts, and uh, the best she can tell is that uh, the big boom, whatever it is that's going to hit, isn't going to hit until 2016, or she was saying 17. And I've been thinking 16, so somewhere in there, probably. And who knows if we're right? But it's not likely to be 2012. It's sort of, it's sort of like uh, how everybody was all excited about the, you know, millennium and 2000 and mm-hmm. Y2K and uh, you know what's going to hit. Nothing happened. I had some um, uh, New Age clients around 1999, and um, they're sort of like the New Age loose nuts and bolts kind of thing you know they they weren't real they weren't the real grounded side of the new age which is new age i consider new age of wisdom new age of uh in, intuitive uh connection new age of wholeness and then there's the new age uh loose nuts and bolts kind of thing which you know probably you know has a big huge amount of the new age portion so we're coming up uh, nearing the year 2000, and I, the ones I was dealing with, you know, they were uh, they were in near panic, some of them, because they thought this was going to be the end, the whole world's going to be blown up or whatever the kind of thing. And you know, one of the things I told them is, well, most likely you can't do much about that. 
If that's going to be... Most likely that's true. You know... So why not relax? So the the thing is, is your main insurance policy, no matter what's going on, is that you're right with life. So what can you do today? What needs to be done? Who can be helped? What, What can you do to balance yourself? What can you do to be responsible for yourself? What can you do to be realistic with life? There's where you want to deal with, and the more you're on target there, the more you'll find yourself in the right place at the right time, no matter what's going on. And so we try to get people to go there. When all this blew over, they go, well, that was just like you said. It was like really not much to worry about, and you know what? Deal deal with your life. Do what you can do something about, what you can't do something about. Surrender it, leave it, but do what you can do something about. You know, it's kind of interesting because when we used to uh, talk to the Sananda Circle, they said something very interesting. Back around that, uh, a little earlier, maybe 10 years earlier than that, Keith, there was a time when there was all this talk about three days of darkness. And I, I don't really remember what was driving it, but it was another one of the new age kind of ideas that we're going to have three days of darkness. Yeah. At the time I was living in Mount Shasta and everybody was all abuzz about it. And of course it didn't happen. It just like came and went. Well, just like, like all the dolphins are going to be lifted yep. up. There won't be any dolphins left. No more dark children are and going to be You know born. how many people I heard say that? Yep. Jeez. Yep. So, Here's what uh, Cullen Beck of the Sonata Circle had to say about all of these little things. He said, and this makes a lot of sense, he said, it takes mass consciousness to make an agreement on these things for it to come true. So if the mass consciousness doesn't expect it to go dark for three days, it isn't going to happen. Well, when you think about that, you know, there's there's some groups right now that have this belief that if we can just get... One percent of the whole planet, it isn't, it's like one half of, I don't remember what the numbers are, but one percent I've heard the most. The, the minuscule amount, if we could just get one percent of the whole planet enlightened, everything would be saved. And I'm going, good luck. You know, I, and I, in my mind rolls on back to Cullen Beck saying mass consciousness. You have to get mass consciousness moving in one direction and then, you know, and then you've got something to work with. Deeper levels of profound God-centeredness and peacefulness and right, being right with life, it certainly helps a lot. But then, you know, we have, you know, millions and millions and millions of people in utter hatred. It's going to take a lot to change that. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, airing Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to call in for a reading, we're at 1-800-336-2225. You know, as for Charmaine and I, we resolve to do our very best with what we have to make the most out of life and to be right with life. And uh, we're always poking and prodding and relaxing and enjoying and checking this out and that and trying to get it right. And uh, we believe the path to enlightenment, which is a you know more amount of enlightenment is attainable to everyone, is a simply a path of everyday upgrading uh, where you're just upgrading every day. That's it. That's the path to enlightenment. You, you don't rest on your laurels. You don't... Uh, have a lot of money and you just coast and enjoy and you're on a vacation all your life. You look for actually, you know, what you're here to do, 
what is, uh, what's your design? What is the intent of the higher, um, higher quality of life inside of you? What is its intent? How do we find that and how do we do it? So we begin to be the piece that we were designed to do from the higher creation of us. We begin to find that and do that and thus we begin to hum along functioning perfectly uh, uh, aligned with our higher design. That's what we resolve to do. You know, when you talk about you need mass consciousness to agree, you want to think about, it was like what Keith just said, you want to think about how many people are um, dedicated to hate on the planet. Or judging, or vanity. There's a lot. Right. There's a lot. And... I'm particularly concerned in this in this moment with those that hate because for all of us that have this inner knowing that indeed we're moving into the light as a whole planet and as a whole humanity, how can you do that when you have all these people anchoring huge negative thoughts and emotions and belief systems and actions? Those All those people, they get a say too. And we don't have a right to override them. They have a right to be in hate, and they have to choose not to be in hate, and you can't make them do that by meditating them or by doing peace marches or peace meditations will not shift them. They have to go, oh, my God, this way I'm being isn't what I want to be anymore. And they don't seem to be doing that. So if we're going to get ourselves into some sort of a, uh, a land of golden plenty or uh, enlightenment, something is going to have to happen to shift those people or they're going to have to leave the planet, one or the other. So, you know, there's a lot of um, Islamic Muslims that are filled with hate and you, you try to figure out now how, how do we deal with this and you know, 10, 15, 20 really, really advanced experts who some of them have been terrorists, some of them have been Muslims, some of them are Muslims, some of them have lived in the Middle East, they will generally tell you that when the Muslims, um, Islamic extremist Muslims, when they win a war, it encourages them to go get into their jihad mode and conquer the world. When they are stalemated or they just don't have a clear win or there's a morality issue like what's happening in Iraq and Afghanistan where the people can see that the United States is helping them, it begins to ruin their, their whole program that's in the Quran about taking over the world and they begin to get weaker and weaker. So let's say we pull out of Iraq or pull out of Afghanistan or get defeated like Russia. We helped Afghanistan defeat Russia. It gives them, uh, it gives them a whole boost of going on their jihad. And they believe, and it's in the Quran, that, you know, it's up to them and it's theirs, promised by, uh, Muhammad and Allah, so to speak, that it's theirs to take over the world, and the world is supposed to follow Allah, which is not our God. They're supposed to follow God, uh, Allah, or, um, you know, they're to be destroyed by the Muslims. So, being over in Iraq and Afghanistan and being uh, caring people, making a stand, trying to help the people there get on their feet is a incredibly, 
incredibly valuable thing that's happening because anybody there that has a moral conscience is just saying, you know, the United States could just go nuke the whole place out, so why are they building the infrastructure of the people? Why, why are they trying to help the government? Why, why are they trying to get it stable enough where they can leave? Why are they doing this? So actually our approach there is probably the best approach you could do to help as much as possible change the wave of hatred back into, well, wait a minute, these people aren't the, aren't the Satans, they aren't the evil people that uh, our religion and our government and this kind of thing is telling us. These people are trying to help, and, and they could just completely destroy everything, and they're not doing that. They could take over the Iraqi government, and they're not doing that. And so it's it's a incredibly beautiful way to fight the war. It's it's the most brilliant thing to take the war over there and try to help the common people because the common people generally aren't the bad problem. It's the governments, and in this case, it's the um, fanatical side of the religion, the Muslim religion. That's where the problem is, and we are making a a strong impact in Iraq. We're clearly winning, which you know in our left-sided media here, you don't hear that in the news hardly at all, which is simply a shame, you know, we got a war going on in the media, we got a war going on with um, the Islamic terrorists, so, you know what, I, I think we're doing a great thing there, and we're doing it in a great way, and we're trying to learn how to fight this new war, and we're doing good at it, and we're doing a beautiful job in a very terrible situation trying to help bridge these people to be a common nation who respect each other no matter what the religion is. And, you know, of course that brings freedom to mankind. Go to whatever religion you want, but let other people do the same thing. Our forefathers, who were brilliant and highly inspired and guided and very moral people, worked long and hard, were very inspired to set up United States as a country that uh, supported freedom of religion and no religion dominating other people's rights. So it was based on mutual respect and rights of people, religious or not. And that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful system and we have a beautiful example and we're trying to spread it and this is a great cause. You know, you might wonder why we keep bringing this up. Keith's like this automatron over there. Any kind of opening that even looks remotely, he launches into this conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here going, okay, here we go again. But the point is, is that we got a problem here and it's a genuine problem and I think there's way too many Americans that just haven't gotten it yet. They just sort of think, well, they're on that kick again. But the problem is, is it's a much, much bigger problem than anybody has any clue. They're already infiltrating way further than you know. And I'll tell you, the day is coming when this is going to explode. One of the other comments that Diane Eichenbaum, the astrologer, said was, I'm afraid it's going to take another 911 before Americans are going to stand up and pay attention. And, you know, on one hand, uh, the Homeland Security has done such a good job that, um, 
we haven't had another attack on American soil. It, it is absolutely amazing because there's been attempts, many attempts. Many attempts, yes. but the thing of it is, is it's almost too bad that there hasn't been because it, it will take an att- another attempt or another attack for Americans to stop and go, oh, my God, we really do have a problem. This isn't just, you know, and the imagination of some people. We have a genuine problem here, and we need to deal with it, and we need to get on a spiritual path to deal with it. So, you know, we keep being nudged by our guides to talk about it because it's looming, and there aren't enough people that are embracing it significantly enough to make a difference. And you can tell by, you know, people wanting to have Obama in there for presidency because he wants to partner with the Muslims. Oh, That's my right. God, you don't want to do that. Let's partner with them. Jeez. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, who will clearly, Keith has more to say after the break. He's just biting the bit over here. Uh, we are your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. We'll be right back. 